Good morning and welcome to Daily Confession with Carter and Carrie. Today is Friday, June 21st. And we are keeping it short and sweet, 20 minutes. Go, Carter, go. I see your paper calendar is working well today. Yeah. <laughs> the problem it is, is I've, 21st. <laughs> I've doodled so much on the top of this calendar. I think I told you this already, but just so in case people find this funny, I take notes sometimes when we're talking. And sometimes I spill outside of my notebook onto the calendar. And I, I wrote this big thing in circle that says, cats doing commentary, <laughs> which <laughs> we were talking about YouTube and who they, they cat videos. And I, and I guess I, I had this brilliant idea that we should do cats doing commentary. Maybe they won't get banned. Yeah, but I feel like we lost whatever the essence of that idea that made it brilliant. Um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> somehow I, not captured in that. I um, didn't flush it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to, I, I, we don't normally talk about a lot of politics. We do touch on it. Um, and I think politics is important just to pay attention to culture because politics does reflect culture. Um, but I, there's one quick thing I want to mention today, which is something that Trump did. And I think is admirable. I don't like a bunch of stuff Trump does, but this is something that, um, you know, a lot of people voted for Trump. A lot of people support Trump because they, they, they wanted him to fight the deep state Again, you and I have talked about the deep state is a not a conspiracy. It's just the, the state. It's the, the unelected machine that persists. And they wanted him to fight the deep state or fight the swamp or whatever and or drain the swamp. And a lot of people, you know, people complain he hasn't and blah, blah, blah. But that was that's the idea that a lot of people uh, supported when they voted for Trump. And he just did something that I think is I haven't seen a president of the United States do and is exactly the right way to lead. And he did it in a Trumpian way, of course. But I just want to talk about this for a sec. So, you know, Carrie, you know that there was a Japanese oil tanker that was, uh, there was a mine, it hit a mine in uh, near Iran, um, I think it was last week. And you don't know about this. Okay. This is a Japanese oil tanker. It was the claim from the U.S. is that it was attacked by Iran. Iran is claiming it. it they didn't do it. So that's there's two sides to this story. Now, uh, of course, you got a bunch of war hawk neocons, people like Ben Shapiro, who are like, screw Iran. How how dare you? I think Ben Shapiro is like, how dare you question what you think that all the the military people are lying about their intel that it's Iran? And you know, rational people with memories are like, yeah. That's what we think. Yes, we think your special military people are lying. The Department of Defense is lying. Yes, that's what we think. It's not a conspiracy because they have lied several times over the past several decades for exactly this reason. So let's exercise a little caution and restraint before we just automatically blame Iran, right? And escalate. Okay, can I say something? Now this makes somebody sent me a meme and it was a picture of Jesse Smollett, and it said, Iran attacked me too. And I, I didn't understand it yet. <laughs> right, that's, that's why. That's why. <laughs> right, and so you've got a lot of war hawks. John Bolton is like a horrible, horrible individual who is in the Trump, uh, in Trump's orbit here who's arguing for, for war. So this reminds me of the meme that has been going around. I think it's about a year old because John Bolton has been the national security advisor for a while. But there's a meme of, of John Bolton kind of looking de- dejected. And it says uh, that feeling when you've been national security advisor for a month and you haven't been able to 
get, get into an unjustified war yet. Like that's the kind yeah. of mentality of John Bolton. Um, anyway, so, so this happened. And so there's been like tensions are high. And then what happened um, more recently is an unmanned American drone was flying, according to the Iranians, towards and into Iranian airspace, according to the U.S., near Iranian airspace. Don't know. Um, and the Iranians shot it down. It was on an unmanned drone. The Iranians shot it down. And actually, there was a manned, um, there was a manned plane accompanying the drone. And the Iranians specifically said, we didn't shoot that. We could have shot that one down too. But we didn't want to you know, kill a bunch of people. We just shot the drone down. You can't go into our airspace. We're going to defend our borders. And the U.S. is saying, we weren't in your borders, blah, blah, blah. So this is what's been going on. And Trump has been surrounded by people like John Bolton, which carries sometimes the onion gets it right. <laughs> this, is, this is the onion <laughs> story about John Bolton. Bolton argues war with Iran, the only way to avenge Americans killed in upcoming war with Iran. That's, oh, that's wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice to know the onion's still around and kicking. I thought they had been beaten to a pulp by the Babylon Bee. Yeah, I mean, they, they often are not very funny anymore, but this is funny and this is accurate. This yeah. is the kind of person John Bolton is. So anyway, Trump has got people around him, war hawks, who are just like, you know, let's, let's do something. Um, and he agreed to retaliate. And he was going to strike, strike back against Iran. And then, 10 minutes before they were going to launch into a strike, Trump called it off. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read Trump's tweets, which is usually a really bad idea. But we're going to read Trump's, Trump's tweet here. So he's got a whole series. He starts with President Obama made a desperate and terrible deal with Iran. Of course, Trump has to start by like throwing Obama under the bus. He can't just say his thing. President Obama made a desperate and terrible deal with Iran gave them $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash. He's right, by the way, that was a terrible, stupid deal, but uh, Obama doesn't care, never cared about America. Iran was in big trouble and he bailed them out, gave them a free path to nuclear weapons and soon, instead of saying thank you, Iran yelled, this is multiple, multiple tweets, sorry. Iran yelled, death to America. I terminated the deal, which was not even ratified by Congress and imposed strong sanctions. They are a much weakened nation, much weakened nation today than at the beginning of my presidency when they were causing major problems throughout the Middle East. Now they are bust. Okay, this is all his getting to his point. On Monday, they shot down an unmanned drone flying in international waters. Now again, that's the U.S. argument. Iran says it was in their airspace. I don't know the truth. No, neither do you. Uh, no one does. We were cocked and loaded. I, he means locked and loaded. The fact that he says cocked and loaded is just a very Trumpian thing to say. Uh, we were cocked and loaded to retaliate last night on three different sites. When I asked how many will die, 150 people, sir, was the answer from a general. 10 minutes before the strike, I stopped it. Not proportionate to shooting down an unmanned drone. I am in no hurry. Our military is rebuilt, new, and ready to go. By far the best in the world. Sanctions are biting and more added last night. Iran can never have nuclear weapons, not against the USA, not against the world. Okay, so uh, skipping over the rest of his policy here. The part that I like, and it's funny because we all we hear from the news and the left is how crazy Trump is, 
how, oh my God, you don't want his finger near, you don't want him near the nuclear button. Oh my, he's just crazy. He's irrational and crazy. He might just, someone might insult him and he'll start a war. Oh my God, da, da, da. the Trump, he's crazy. He's, un, he's unhinged. He's, he's, here's, here's our CNN has a panel of mental experts who've never met him who are going to tell you how unhinged Trump is and it's dangerous that he's the president. No president that in my memory, I'm, you know, over 40, in my memory, no president has said, hey, 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 uh, I don't want to rush to war. We've got time. Uh, I want to just take a breather. This is, uh, I don't want to have a disproportional response. You know, let's, uh, let's step back for a minute. We got, we got some time to think about this and, and do it carefully. And of all the people, the one president who says that, Trump. Right. Trump, Trump's the one guy who's like, I don't want to go crazy to war crazy. And it's nice. The nice thing about having Republicans in office is when Republicans are in office, Democrats are uh, much more peaceful. Because uh, when Democrats are in office, they're like, bomb everyone. Like, you know, Obama had drone Tuesdays. So like, yeah, woo! bomb the Middle East. Woo! There's no one to stop us because Republicans never argue against war. But when Republicans are in office, at least someone's arguing against war sometimes because they hate the Republicans. And so Schumer, you know, Schumer argued against this and there was a meeting with Democrats and I won't play the Schumer video because uh, that's a worse idea than reading Trump tweets. But, you know, he said, hey, like you shouldn't intervene. Uh, we're worried that you might bumble into war even if you don't mean it. You need to go through Congress, you know, which I guess that's a new law because they've never had to go through Congress when Obama was in office. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just well, let me guess. Let me guess. Now that he didn't do it, he waited. This is almost like Trump waits ten minutes out and then he decides not to do it. Now they're like, "Why didn't you do it? That was a wrong decision." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't. We haven't gotten to that part. But I just, I just, I think it's important to note that part of the part of the deep state machine that needs to be dismantled is this constant constant need to be fighting battles all over the world for whatever freaking reason causing problems i mean half the problems in the middle east were caused if not if not caused outright influenced and escalated by american foreign policy us meddling around and screwing with things escalating when we don't need to um and we've why. become the world's police. We've decided that this is what we need to do. We need to go micromanage everything everywhere in the world. And it justifies these people's jobs if we're constantly at war. Yeah. Plus, it, justifies well, plus it, it justifies Boeing. It justifies Raytheon. It justifies all the defense department. It's it. The news cycle loves it because they can send, you know, uh, their Dan rather, I don't know. He's I'm dating myself. Whoever's the equivalent of, <laughs> they can send Anderson Cooper to stand in the middle East with, missiles flying in the background and be like this is this is amazing and patriotic and we're fighting for our freedom you know? i also read a thing that said it's uh well the elite the deep state have an incentive for us to be fighting foreign wars so that we do not fight a civil war of the elite versus the peasants it was yes. an interesting video but it was because it was a video done by um this guy who claims to have been part of the uh, higher up the military. I don't know. I don't, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but he, he was talking about how the government runs these scenarios 
And they've run this scenario over and over the simulation to see what would happen if, if a, if the U S broke out in civil war and it's not good for them, it's not good for the government and the elites. And right. so that is, they do run those kind of scenarios. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it keeps us distracted and, and it's a way to, you know, having a common enemy, you tends to unite people. Right. So think of nine 11, a lot of people that, you know, you were maybe arguing with or hating on or whatever, the two sides were thinking were horrible and, and not getting along. Well, after 9-11, suddenly we all come together and cry over New York, which is, you know, definitely should. I'm just saying, like, we, we are brought together and we feel like there's a common enemy and we're, we're angry collectively against this common enemy and it kind of unites us. Um, and but then the war split us, though. Of course. I, of course. Yeah. Sure. That was, all of that went away. I mean, all of that went away. Sure. But um, my point is like that the idea of this like uh, foreign enemy and, and having something to unite, I think does distract us to a large extent, exactly from what you're saying. It, it distracts us from stuff that might cause a civil war. And a civil war isn't, obviously a civil war is not good for the elites. <laughs> yeah, this was an it, interesting it scenario. Yeah, it was sort of talking about how um, a f just a few snipers could take out the whole power grid and that's not yeah. good for them. And then they're fighting, going to be fighting looting and rioting in major cities. And, you know, who are, it just it went through each stage of like what could be done and it was kind of giving advantage or disadvantage. And almost every advantage was not in the government and media elite column. Right. And the other thing they have to worry about is I think if, if a civil war did break out in that way, I think a lot of the lower level military people would switch sides. That's what, yeah, that was one of the things they mentioned and all the, like all the former military and even a lot of the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was the one thing I wanted to talk about. It's not, not hugely insightful, but it is important to just be aware of. And I think, um, I think we need to give credit where credit is due here. Well, then let me say something Trump did that was wrong. Okay, what did he do? Um, I don't know if you saw, he, I don't know if this was a tweet or, or what, but he talked about um, wanting to create a law that would make it uh, illegal for to burn a flag. Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb. And th th look, you're for, you're for free speech you're not you're not like you're not like for the first amendment you can't be the first amendment hero you can't be the free speech hero if you're if you're a hypocrite like that look i don't want to see somebody burning the flag but it's that's their right and i don't know that trump is a free speech hero I, and i don't know that he would do that i think he's just virtue signaling to i think yeah but not i'm not saying he is a, but who who else is people have put him in that role because nobody else is people have put him in that role because the democrats are certainly currently not the free speech heroes so I just wish somebody would be consistent about it. It's like, he's talking about free speech on college campuses. Awesome. About how you should be. Well, then, then you can't turn around and be a hypocrite and say, you can't burn a flag like right. that. That's, yeah. uh, that's annoying. And you make, and you make people who support free speech look bad because that people then assume that they agree with you, which they don't, we don't agree with you. Candace Owens also, she was like, well, if I was president, I'd make it illegal to burn a flag. We, I didn't want to bring that up because I don't want to say anything bad about her. I don't know why I don't why want to. Oh my God, what a moron she is. That well, she's not, look, I don't mind saying anything bad about her. She, 
look, anyway, that tweet was dumb and, 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 and not just dumb. It showed me her, she has motives in this beyond just truth, finding truth. That's all. Like you can tell. (laughs) You can tell. She's still a very powerful voice and I'm glad she's there and, and she's desperately needed right now. But, um, I, I, I guess that's why I didn't want to throw her under the bus. Those those reasons. She's desperately you needed. Can still, yeah, she's desperately needed, but you can tell her ego is what's driving her. I'm sorry, I'm, t- I'm taking. I just like that's obvious. And so sometimes when ego is driving you, you go to crazy places because you're not being driven by truth anymore. And then there's the wrong thing that's in the driver's seat. So why? How do you end up there? How does she, how does she and Trump end up there? Bad motives. And so it, Tim Pool rightly was like, she's like, well, if I become president, I'm. I would make fly burning illegal and Tim Pool rightly was like, well, I hope you never become president then. Like that's right. I mean, I I mean, Trump's not principled either. Like no one, no one in their right mind thinks Trump is. No, he's not. Um, Trump is driven by ego. And no, he's not. That's why I said the two of them. Yeah. And his, his support for free speech is driven by the fact that he wants to speak things. Like it's not, it's, you know, he, he's, He's fighting a battle, but it's for him. It's just that it happens to be a lot. His interests happen to be aligned with a lot of the population when he says, hey, you should have free speech on campuses. Like, yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, we should. We agree with that. And it happens to be, you know, it happens to be aligned with Trump wanting, you know, to be able to say what he wants and support his supporters saying what he wants. But yeah, I mean, the flag burning thing, the really easy thing for the, the, the easy argument for me to because I know some people do think that flag burning should be legal, which is weird because that's the proper way to dispose of old flags. But let's uh, move step beyond like respectfully. But uh, the flag is a symbol. And one of the things it's a symbol for is the freedom of expression. So burning, this, like making it illegal to burn the symbol for freedom of expression undermines what the flag stands for in the first place so this idea that like oh it's un-american to argue is it to argue that you 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 should be allowed to burn the flag like no that's american and um that that's what the flag stands for if thanks it stands for the right to burn it that's what it stands for so um yeah anyway we we should end it's Let's been end. 20 minutes and we promised Bye. <laughs> really, bye. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Have a great weekend. Go to Subscribe Star if you want. And oh, and check out, we posted it yesterday, our interview with Dr. Rachel Brown. It was an awesome interview. It's long, it's two hours, but it's great. Um, Milo uh, re, I won't say retweeted. He, he telegrammed it. Uh, so check it out. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. Carrie. Bye, guys.